ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Common Bookies Podcast. Episode 168 is live here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting. First up this week is comic books. We have some comic books to get into, including some DC books. Dynamite comes out, Image, Boom Studios, Marvel, just to name a few. And in some news, a certain prop is revealed from a canceled Spider-Man 4 movie. I give a try to give a spoiler-free Black Adam review. Peacock gives us details on the new Twisted Metal series, and me and Mark have some harsh words for Disney Plus and other streaming services. And of course, we have sports on the other side of the podcast. Kind of light this week as the World Cup keeps rolling along, and we get into some college football and NFL who is going to make the Final Four playoff for the NCAA. You can expect that and more on this brand new 168th episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's go collide the world to sports and comics. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, for the 168th episode of the Comic Bookies Podcast. Thank you so much for watching us live on YouTube right now as I speak or listening wherever you get your podcasts. But this episode of the podcast comes to you from Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California tomorrow. Actually, no, not tomorrow, but in two days. Wednesday, November 30th, 2022 is the fifth Wednesday of the month, and I thought my stack was actually uh, pretty light. It's actually pretty average. All those annuals coming out when it's the fifth, when it's the five Wednesdayers. But uh, go see Alex every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. He's open. Uh, get your books old and new, and he can get them any way you want them. Um, Sean is down in Anaheim visiting Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and everyone down there at the happiest place on earth. So just me and Mark this week. Mark, how are you, sir? How are you doing this week? What is up, brother? What is up? I'm doing good. Um, World Cup. Portugal got a win today. They obviously mm-hmm. advance into the round of 16, joining Brazil and France, I believe. I'm not sure if any other team has got in yet. We'll get into that in a little bit, but just excited, man. Excited to be here with you. 168. It's going to be good. And just, um, yeah, my stack is going to be quite bigger this week as well because I wasn't able to make it down a TI. So, um, yeah. I'm just going to have a oh, couple right. books to get into today. Got, got like three, but um, yeah, just uh, excited to get into it with the fans. About to be December here. I hope everybody yeah. had a great Thanksgiving. Everyone stayed safe and uh, ate some turkey, enjoyed some football with some World Cup action in the morning as well. But uh, here we are. The World Cup keeps rolling. The year keeps rolling. The winter gets colder and the Comic Bookies podcast keeps getting better. So uh Thank you for joining, and uh, how are you, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, dude. Uh, Thanksgiving was good. Um, unfortunately, my son, he had he caught his sister's pink eye, so my wife and my son stayed home while me and my daughter drove out to my parents' house to have some Thanksgiving. I was able to bring her all the good stuff, all the you know the the snacks and the and the dinner and the desserts, and everything. So she got the full you know meal the next day, but it just kind of sucked with you know. We have some people at, at the house coming up from SoCal who are like, you know, a little bit old, on the older side. So I don't want to expose them to any kind of like cough or cold fevers, pink eye or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So just kind of playing it safe over there. But other than that, it was pretty cool. Um, like you said, the seasons are changing. And my God, the one thing that's not stopping are the goddamn leaves. 
I think I've complained about this at least once every year on this podcast since we've been doing this, but finally got the spark plug in for the for the leaf blower. Uh, changed that son of a bitch, you know, by about 1, 2 p.m., and I did the whole backyard, so tomorrow I'm tackling the front yard with that huge tree that you know what I'm talking about, the huge tree. Um, I spent half an hour, 45 minutes just um, uh, using the push broom to get everything on the street kind of in a nice big pile, and the, but you know, got to tackle the lawn tomorrow. So, you know, the fun life of a homeowner and dad, you know? Right. Man, that tree is crazy, but um, your spark plug's coming in, so uh, rest yes. assured you'll get that, uh, that thing uh, handled pretty quick. So. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah no. when you said that, I had to think about it. When you text me, I'm like, a spark plug? What the hell is it showing me? He's raking leaves. Are you talking about a spark plug? I'm like, oh, right. You have, you have a gas powered. <laughs> you have a gas powered something. Yes. Before before the great state of California tries to take away all of our gas powered appliances, I have to hold on to one, right? I love my electric. Uh, I don't know about my, having a gas-powered appliance because your house is going to stink. You're probably going to die. Well, you know what but, I mean. Uh, gas-powered uh, lawn equipment, yes. Lawn equipment, yeah. yeah piece of, a piece of equipment, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love the uh, the gas um, uh, stoves. I do, I do love a gas stove. I, yes. wish, I wish we had Way one. better. Oh, you guys have an electric stove? Yeah, yeah, we have an electric one. Yeah, I don't get down with those electric stoves. Okay, well, moving on from electric stoves and <laughs> leaf blowers to colliding the worlds of sports and comics. But yeah, but anyways, I uh, hope everyone had a fun and safe Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for everyone who tuned in and watched us have the um, Thanksgiving holiday giveaway. Hope uh, all 10 winners, congratulations. I'm halfway through them. I, I, I bagged up uh, about five or six of them. I'll do the rest of them tomorrow and then ship them out either tomorrow or Wednesday before I head back to work this week. But yeah, dude. Three more weeks of work, and then I have two weeks of another shutdown at work uh, for the Christmas and New Year's holiday, and 2022 is over, just like that, in a blink of an eye. You know, it it's crazy. It's so cliche, but man, another year. It is cliche, and it remember it reminds me of like being in high school, right? You get into high school, you're just out of junior high, eighth grade. I know different parts around the country, and probably. I think high school might even go into ninth grade. And then, I mean, junior high might go into ninth grade. High school is 10th, 11th, and 12th. But anyway, right. um, dude, just uh, <laughs> just imagine, though, right? Freaking uh, going into uh, – yeah. man. <laughs> wait, w- say that again? What, what, what were you, <laughs> say what were you, again. Wait, what were you saying? Oh, I was just saying, you know, like it sounds cliche, but, you know. It's but you know like another year is just like come and gone. Oh yeah, like, now sorry. In, in a flash, in a Barryana flash. And then I got on the high school tip. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> when, when you go into high school, it's like, dude, you have four years, right? And you're like, man, right. this is gonna take forever. And now we're out of high school. Me like what twenty years now, and it's like, Jesus, those four years that I thought was gonna take forever, it really went by in the blink of an eye. And here we are covid we thought we were never going to get out of that debacle right but i mean it's almost 2023 and that was 2020 so time's flying man time really is flying yeah dude i mean i had a brain fart there i'm like what the hell why am i talking about high school right now i'm like (laughs) it's okay mark it's okay to want to remember the good times you know and you know and you know i don't want to i don't want to you know age drop out there but you know you're getting up there you're getting up there 
I am. I got to accept reality, right? You got to start father, planning your 40th father, birthday in a couple of years, bro. <laughs> father time stops for nobody, right? I know. Nobody. But yeah, all right, let's 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 move on to uh, Vicious Heart 06. We know who you are. It says tight. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. Um, let's get into the comic book side. So the comic books are, are first. And like always, I'm going to preview some of the books that are coming out uh, in a couple of days at your local comic book store. So coming from the DC side, we have some annuals coming out this week. Nightwing 2022 annual, Detective Comics 2022 annual. That Nightwing annual must be good because usually when we have a Batman, an action, a you know a detective and, and what so, that the website that we always look up, it's based off of like polls on their poll list. That's usually number one. But this Nightwing 2022 annual is number one right there. So moving on, Batgirls 2022 annual. Uh, and some number ones, actually. Justice Society of America, number one, comes out. Superman Kal-El Return Special. Thank the freaking Lord that Clark Kent is back as Superman. I hope that something, you know, son of Kal-El just wasn't doing it for me story-wise. And Blue Beetle Graduation Day, number one, comes out uh, for DC. Over on the Marvel side, we have Star Wars, Darth Vader 29, Strange, number eight, Planet Hulk, Worldbreaker, number one, Strange Academy Finals, number two, and X Terminators number three. Um, speaking of Marvel, if you, whoever's listening to this podcast or watching, if you are an avid customer of Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, Alex did post earlier today that uh, some of the books were damaged. So you will not be getting, I think it's one of the Avengers. It's Avengers. I've, I've I'm totally blanking. It might be a new story, uh, but also Strange number eight and Strange Academy Finals number two. It's all, was also damaged, so he's put in a reorder through um, through Diamond to get a uh, replacements for everyone who has them pulled, or of course customers just coming in wanting to get them. So I will not be getting Strange Academy Finals number two this week. Uh, from Image Comics, King Spawn seventeen, Rogue Sun number eight, Stillwater sixteen, and Philadelphia twenty five. Boom Studios gives us Briar number two and Damn Them All number two. Dynamite gives us 007 number four, and of course, one of our favorites, AWA Absolution number five, and Erratic Recharged number three. Okay, now that I catch my breath, I have a lot of books, or at least a lot to say. Sir, um, you gotta give the fans the rundown, man. You gotta I let know, them know. I know, especially all these number ones now, you know, because like, you know, this week, now I'm only getting, I had a stack of six, and now it's down to five because of no Strange Academy. So Alex is going to throw in like two or three more number ones for the Christmas giveaway. I'm going to do a Christmas giveaway probably the week in between, you know, like either right before Christmas or right after Christmas and then give everyone some brand new books to start the new year out. And then we'll probably do it on like a bi-monthly, you know, like not every month. We did one in October, November, December, but I'd probably say, you know, we'll do one in February and then April to ring in, bring in the spring and then June to bring in the summer, you know, something like that. Just kind of every other month sort of thing or unless i accumulate so many number ones that i have to do a freaking a giveaway like every month but yeah should be fun what are you excited for this week or just get into i know you don't have a big stack of books to talk about this week but yeah i mean i'm pretty i mean I'm, I'm excited obviously detective the ram v story has uh, been it's been mm -hmm. pretty good you know um just a little right. bit different from my tamaki story but uh I, I I get a little bit of all that in you know Batman Incorporated that whole world with uh you know mm -hmm. like Clown Hunter and whatnot so um you know I'm excited and which I still have 
Batman Incorporated number two to read. That's uh, one I still got. And then I obviously got the ones from last week for this week. And I'm excited for um, 007, actually. Um, I feel like it's been a while since I read one of those. Um, but that one's coming out. I don't know if you've been keeping up on that one. doesn't seem like you've been too excited about the this, this, this offering of 007 as we were two offerings ago. But um, yeah, not as... Not as much as I, you know, the other ones, obviously. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, the first one I feel like was pretty good. The second one was pretty good as well. But, um, yeah, I still I, like last week, I'm going to get a bunch of books that I didn't get from last week that I'm really excited for, which is Daredevil. You probably got that one. And mm-hmm. obviously um, the other action comics were getting close to obviously that 1050, which is supposed to be pretty big. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, not too much. Uh, what about you? I mean, what are you most excited about before we get um, into what we want to talk about? Well, I mean, I was excited about the Strange Academy freaking finals number two, <laughs> but I ain't getting that. What the hell? Um, I'll, before I get into anything, Vicious Hard 06, we're, we're chatting a little bit. He's been actually been reading some Marvel comics through their Marvel app on iOS. And now I mentioned this in 167 last week that I, that's how I started with comics. Of course, I started actual comics, um, with the shit what was the oh the rebirth all the rebirth when like when that whole event happened that's when i started to go into ti when they're at their old location in fremont and so i started to get the actual books but what i started with was the whole new 52 run of justice league on their app and it was cool because i actually got to you know experience the story it was an easy read because i had it set up they have a setting where it goes bubble to bubble like in order you know, and then all of a sudden when you've read every bubble, it, it zooms out and it shows you the whole page of what it looks like. But if you want to give us a little review on the chat right here, Vicious Hard 06, please tell us how that um, how it's different than what I just explained, what the DC was. Um, and if you like that kind of if you like to consume your comics that way, if it's due to lack of space or you just don't really give a shit about actually collecting the actual books and maybe reselling them later. Like, how's that experience going for you so far? So while we wait for that answer, um, I'm excited for, of course, the Strange Academy Finals number two, and you know what? Damn them all. Number two is pretty good. I'm I'm gonna ha- I'm holding out and I'm gonna wait for Sean to get into number one when he comes back next week. But I, I gotta say I'm super excited about that one and probably hmm, Superman Kal-El returns. I'm super excited. I'm really excited to to you know <laughs> see the end of this dark crisis on infinite earths. Uh, story and how the justice league returned in issue number six and then how this is going to uh you know go into their next kind of big event or big era in dc comics but thank god i i I want my you know action superman detective batman i need that back i need that sense of of, you know consistency back yeah i feel you and it has changed a lot obviously with these writers and batman changing and with the the detective with them changing from Tamaki and um, obviously um, Tynion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel a different wave coming. I don't know what the new year is going to obviously bring in that aspect, but I hope that they do build on this with like fail safe in general and Batman and whatnot. And, you know, everything going on in detective, I hope that it is built on, but um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I would like to see something a little bit different for my liking, but I mean, you can't always have it your way, right? So, um, 
I think Marvel has been all right as well. Mike, I think I feel myself kind of, you know, pulling a lot more books and actually trying a lot more number ones from previews that we get monthly. So um, I just read that Winter Soldier, the special, which was pretty decent. Mm -hmm. Gave you like a little backstory on kind of what's going on with uh, Bucky Barnes and uh, Steve Rogers and what's going on in that whole story right now. So that was pretty interesting. And obviously um, with uh, Miles Morales getting rebooted. Right. So. Right. I think that that's going to be pretty interesting. Obviously, this Spider-Man uh, got rebooted not that long ago. And as Alex would say, we still don't know what the hell happened to Peter Parker. But, um, I mean, it's keeping it fun. So I think Marvel's keeping it fun. DC is keeping it fun as well. I think that, um, I mean, a lot is still yet to be desired. But, um, you know, the smaller publishers as well. I Like I mentioned couple of weeks ago, I haven't been pulling as many AWA books. I was all about them when they first came out. But, um, yeah, just, uh, just kind of, uh, kind of trying to, uh, tread water right now. See what I see, what, what's good and see, right. and see where, I, where the books that I'm already pulling and reading are going from here on out. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always ready to make changes and, uh, see what the new year brings us. But that's very true. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking too, I got the previews you know, last week. So I think I'm going to go in through that in the, in the next couple of days before I go back to work this week and, uh, you know, put together my list for that one. So I'll be doing that one. Um, let's see, let's get into some of the books real quick. Actually real quick. Uh, vicious hard six. He says he, uh, I enjoy the app overall. They have a giant library of all, if not most of the comics making some runs through venom, Thanos and original infinity gauntlet run and some captain America. See, that's the thing you can get through so many books and not have to take up any kind of space in your uh, apartment or house or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's the thing with this, that Justice League run. How long would it have taken for me to actually, like, you know, kind of carry around my book? Because you always carry around your phone. You know, it's easy to just pull it out, and, you know, instead of playing a game, you're you're reading some books, right? And he says that the app runs very, uh, well as they do have options for a full-page read or zoom and isolate panel to panel. I think it's user-friendly and easy for beginners to get into. I don't collect much comics, but I do have a special place for the Dark Horse series Halo. Oh, nice. I've been collecting some of those for a few years. Oh, that's very cool. So exactly, just someone for for beginners to get into, like I did, it's probably just like the way to go. If you don't really know what you want just yet, uh, to read a few stories, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty cool. Thanks thanks for the uh, opinion and for the review. And I got another question for him real quick, actually. It's like, yeah, I, I like to bounce stuff off the, the listeners as well. I, I mean, you hear someone say that, they, you know, you would think it would be DC or Marvel that someone kind of wants to collect or start off with or, you know, right. get introduced into. But I love when I hear people say, like, they collect a smaller publisher, like a Dark Horse or an IDW or a Dynamite because right. they're maybe into Bond or something like that. So, I mean... If you're still on, um, I forgot your username. Sorry, but if if, you, if you're still on and you wanted to answer that, I'd be willing to. I'm willing to know what your answer is. But Halo, is it because of the game? Is it, uh, you know what I mean? Just um, right. But it, it's cool to see how people get into them. It could be because of a video game. It could be because of just something else, or you know, a family member or something. And I like to hear all those different stories. And I hope that we get to hear a lot of them come next July down in San Diego as well. So mm, for sure. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give a review of two comics that I, that I read. Just, I've actually been trying to get ahead of these books, right? Cause I, I, I tell you like, Hey, 
I have an opportunity to get ahead and not be two full weeks down every week, you know, so I was able to get two or three more in. But from Mark Russell from an Ablaze Comics comes traveling to Mars. I swear this guy. Oh, that's got to be crazy. Mark like, look Russell. At this, no, look at this guy. Who does he remind you of this uh, individual? Oh, God. Don't tell me. What's his name? Oh, what? oh I can't. Uh, Rick Remender. Yeah, he looks like Ernie Ray Clementine. <laughs> yeah, Ernie huh? Ray Clementine. <laughs> so anyway, so so this guy, he's um he's go- going to Mars. He's traveling to Mars because they have something on Mars that can c- kind of s- save the world, right? Elon and Musk. he's and he, right. And he has uh, like stage four terminal cancer. So they so, so they came to him and said, you know, like, will you do this? And we'll give you your family. We'll give your family like ten million dollars. So a lot of the story is actually what you and Sean said. Sometimes you don't really like like the inner monologue, like a lot of the the writing is he's writing a letter. Right. Just given the whole situation of how the government came to him and gave him this offer and how in just is the process of getting ready for it. And all of a sudden the first issue ends with finally the feeling of regret of not saying goodbye to anybody. Like he never told anybody about the mission, how he was sick, the money that he was getting. He's just going to send the money out like when he goes and does this mission. Right. And because they were thinking to, you know, they were you know, talking to the doctors and scientists, like, how are you going to end it? Right. Like you're pretty much going to end your life up there in Mars because something to do with the atmosphere uh, and the atmosphere of Mars itself makes it um, the cancer cells like freeze, like they stop. They they stop, you know, mutating and just kind of killing him. Right. And so finally, the last couple of pages was like, wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. And like he's already taken off and you just see Earth in the distance and he's like, you know, pretty much like, fuck, like I didn't get to say goodbye to anybody. Like I'm, I'm writing this whole letter and kind of like this journal thing. And he's like, you know, not really giving a shit because like no one cared about him. He doesn't care about anybody like, you know, like this is it. Like I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to be dead. Right. So that was pretty good. Pretty good story to that's start. Where right? ended, him that's, that's where it ended. That's where issue one ended. Yeah, yeah. So he's on his way to Mars. So it's actually a pretty good book. Um, I don't know because usually like a blaze, you would you would think like a blaze, huh? And it was like one of like um, the previews world. Their book is like one of the gems of the month, I think, or something. So kind of like whoa, like this seems pretty cool. And like you know, Mark well, Russell. Mark Russell. Huh? It's Mark Russell. He wrote I, I that know. the Billionaire's Island. I forgot what was that publisher that he wrote Billionaire's Island for. Ahoy, was it Ahoy? Ahoy, I think it was Ahoy. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he gets around writing these like crazy stories. He also wrote that the one that I don't know if it I don't know if it put him on the map. Excuse my ignorance, but he wrote that one with the the Jesus, right? It's um, and I forgot what it was called. When it's like he's like Jesus comes down and he's like Jesus's helper or something like that. Oh, oh man, uh, I'm gonna look it up about. real quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. But that one was pretty good. Uh. J- just to build off of what Vicious Heart 06 was saying, personally, I'm a huge Halo fan. Been a fan since Combat Evolved. I've always found the story to be so interesting. Uh, interesting past the games that the story inspires so many branches into its lore. People see the Master Chief as a robot soldier with superpowered strength. He's basically Captain America with super soldier serum tech that progressed farther beyond 1945 into the year 2552 besides small companies need love too that's very true oh that's wow very, that's very very true so yeah that's good uh man it's, it's good insight you know into why people kind of like that well like it kind of reminds me of like halo right it comes off a video game after buffy the vampire slayer ended its show after season seven 
on you know WB or CW or, or whatever the hell you know it was um, UPN you know UPN 44 <laughs> and um, my mom continued the story like they started season eight of the show in comic book form so they started that so she's been or at least I don't know if they if and when they ended it but she then started collecting Buffy the Vampire Slayer like one but it was technically like season eight of the show so I thought that was pretty cool and it kind of keeps you in that lore like what he was saying like in that uh world so to speak so pretty cool and the final one i'm going to review real quick before we get into the two that we're going to review together is from image and the world of geiger from jeff johns and gary frank brad anderson junkyard joe number two i know sean was on number one but this story is just absolutely insane it kind of goes back to back to the war right like when junkyard joe was created and kind of unleashed um back in vietnam in, in the war and now it's fast forwarded to one of the main characters who actually survived issue one, he is now old, retired, and he pretty much created Junkyard Joe when he came back from the war in the 70s. Uh, pretty much created a Sunday morning comic book strip, like a Garfield or a Peanuts, right? And he wrote every single week the the adventures of Junkyard Joe, right? And everyone just thought it was like a made-up you know, Superman or you know, Batman character, right? But it was actually based off of someone real, like an actual robot who helped them fight in a war, right? New neighbors move in. They they try they try to meet you know him and he's kind of like a recluse. He kind of is you know kind of by himself, right? Um, and so what's weird is is that that night after he retires, he comes in and Junkyard Joe is standing at his front door like, what the hell are you doing, right? Comes just waltzes into his house, looks at the picture of him and the other part of the platoon that was with him and stuff. But you could see in the picture he had his uh, skin on like before it was blown off and it was just you know the robot and then finally the very end of the, that's like on the cover right right of, of yeah, the first yeah, yeah. issue yeah, yeah 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 and finally um uh there was the final issue was or i'm sorry the final the final few pages excuse me was uh two police officers kind of questioning like oh like did you see the robot or whatever like did you see him and then like they're given their story and everything and all of a sudden the two police officers asking questions get shot in the back of the head and then it, it and then they turn around and it's like it looks like three people with the junkyard joe masks on but you could see like human skin and eyes like under the mask and they're like you know and, and then they say which way did the robot go so there's some conspiracy behind they're trying to catch Junkyard Joe or some some shit's about to unfold. And that's why I'm saying, like, what the hell? Like, this whole Geiger universe with – you only have to read the first six issues of Geiger, and then you get to this Junkyard Joe. Uh, it's it, it, it opens up a whole, of course, like I always say, another layer of the onion that is Geiger. But, yeah, huge fan of this story so far. Sean's going to love it. So it's like um, he, he's kind of – now i'm having another brain fart man what's wrong with me tonight um who's the writer jeff johns so is jeff johns he's like creating like his own little uh like universe and world right with this right with this character so i mean damn you know after last week or the was it last week or the week before when i mentioned that website that gives you all the the books for the week that uh were you know kind of like on the wish list of people and whatnot or people have been searching and buying and have been right right um fair market value near me nm what is it nm ff fvm or whatever yeah fine 
fair market value fmv um, oh, yeah fmv yeah, fair market value <laughs> and after see, and after seeing how it was uh doing pretty good up there man um i kind of dropped it after that first start it just the story wasn't doing that much for me the whole like nuclear i did like the aspect with the kids and everything mm-hmm. uh, but i don't know it's just i don't know maybe i was getting too many books at that time i know there was a time there where we were getting onslaughts of books michael i know you remember that eight nine ten eleven like every single week it was, it was every week we were getting these dcs and i forgot what book came wasn't it detective that came for every week when tamaki's run was ending i think detective was every week for about when they had like when they had like the arkham right? tower yeah yeah so man so it might have been true. then but i regret it but then I don't know. I mean, to catch back up, I would just have to read that 80 page or 100 page giant. And then yeah, and, and you know what? One, right? I think I, I think like Junkyard Joe was in that book and stuff. But I mean, I guess it would be necessary. I, I'm sure if you asked Alex, he probably would be like, nah, you don't really need to now. I mean, just to get it now and then kind of read through it over the next few months, maybe. But I don't think it's absolutely necessary to go into Junkyard Joe, maybe flip through and find the Junkyard Joe story and then. Oh, okay. Pick back up, but there's other different stories. So, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Let's get into it, man. Let's do f- the Flash, number seven eighty-eight. All I right. You I thought, liked it. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. We have a see, new mayor. You see what I? You see what I mean about the Flash? How many times have you and Mr. Yeah. Sean tried it's to like say the freaking Godfather, man? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I try to get out. And they and they suck me back in or, 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 the, many, or whatever many, the line is. How many times have I tried to tell you and uh, Sean, like, you know, it's kind of coming back. It's different. You know, it's different from what we're getting. What we got, I mean, with the whole Barry Allen and whatnot. Now we're in Wally's world, not Walmart, but we're here in Wally's world. And, man, it was crazy, dude. So he's about to be a father again, Mike. What you think about that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that? Like if, you know, you had already two kids, one of them's like. Like what? Like what do they? Like what do they look Jai, like? Jai. They look like? They're like twelve and ten. Like you're already yeah. like damn near at teenagers, and you have to start all over again with Man, the late nights and the diapers and like oh good <laughs> lord, kill me. Sorry, sorry out there, it's the, it's kill me. It's the, God, it's, the, it's the adventure, Michael. Come on, you have to be up for it. I mean, you said I'm getting old, right? It's getting to a point where it's uh knock it out or uh that's it, but. Yeah, back to uh, back away from my personal life, back into the book. But right, nah, I, mean, um, I mean, dude. So we have Captain Cold, you have Heat Wave, Mirror Master, Weather Wizard, and Trickster all being all deputized. In mm-hmm. All in on it. All in on it with this mayor guy, right? So the mayor. Yeah, the the former warden of. Uh, that's, that's right. Uh, of of the prison, yes, of Iron Heights. Oh, Iron Heights. I like that prison name. Mm-hmm. Sounds like hell yeah. Sounds like something that would have been in like a Nas Nas uh, song back in the day or something. <laughs> exactly. Or that's Rikers Island and Iron Heights. I think that's yep. probably why it's like where they're getting it from. But um, I mean, yeah, I, I started. I, I really like it. I think the end was pretty crazy with the that character that showed up at the end, the Pied Piper, Michael. Yeah, he was another one of like the the rogues who used to. He was just just a villain, but just it kind of confusing how he he came to his aid to the flash's aid right it was like all these different rogues that you see in the rogues gallery they're the ones being deputized they're the ones who are fighting but not fighting they're you know i'm saying like they're doing like the right thing finally they're painting uh wally west as the villain and all of a sudden pied piper comes in but he's not with the rogues he's not the deputized you know kind of junior police police officers he's actually trying to help 
Wally West. So and he, yeah. well, he thought rever- he he wanted Reverse Flash's help also, right? Wasn't right. was that Reverse Flash that he went to go see and they, they he set him up pretty much? So right, that's yeah. how the Rogues found him and yeah, Mirror Master and all these dudes. So um, yeah, dude, I, it's a good it's a good uh, start it, to a to a to a cool arc. arc. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I want to see what this mayor's about and how it's gonna end up and. Right, and all of a sudden he gets, he gets powers, remember? He's like, don't worry about it. The mayor, yeah, he got the powers. And yeah, what the hell? So, the so we have to find out about that now. Mm-hmm. That's so we'll right, see. because the chick got kind of weirded out. She was like, how do you got powers? He's yeah. Like, he's like choking her pretty much. Yeah, right. Because he wanted her to tell her, or he wanted him her to go back and tell some people some, mm-hmm. like something about something. I forgot exactly what it was, but yeah. He's all getting mad at her, and he's got power, so we're going to see what this damn mayor is going to do. But it was pre- it's pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. Yeah. And last but not least, another Batman One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze. Just ah, just another fun story. It's like a it's it, it's a long book, so it takes a lot longer to read. So, you know, $7.99, but for $2, $3 more than what you'd normally get, just a great story. At really focusing on Robin too. I like the amount that Robin's in, right? It, it feels yeah. like it's it feels like it's kind of more of a Robin story than a Batman story, really. Yeah, the Robin was the one that got all the intel pretty much on yeah. Nora Freeze and pretty much that was kind of like the when you were talking about that uh Mark Russell book to the moon or whatever. He said pretty much um is kind of I was kind of thinking of how uh victor had nora pretty much locked down and it was really like it was really like a good story because all these have been good because it gets into like the real intellect and the real deep dark side of like their psyche and their like family and you know when Freeze says oh you don't know have you ever even lost anyone to batman and it's like probably like a grin on this face and whatnot but um yeah i i really did enjoy this book I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the Penguin one, to be honest with you. I kind of want to do a little ranking with the ones that we've read. Okay, okay. I I will say that I did like the part where, like, Mr. Freeze, Victor Von Freeze, you know, he kind of gets mind effed by Robin when he says, this isn't what that big brain is for. I love yeah. that line. And then he just has, like, an inner, like, flashback. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, my wife said that. Like, how did you find, like, how did you know that? You know, just kind of, like, mind fucks him. Um, all right, cool. Let's let's rank them. Tom, but Kings. that one, but that but that was good in her monologue too. You, um, yeah. When she was writing the letter to him, right? When he was reading her writing the letter and all the all the art, it was like showing him getting all mad and getting all crazy. And she was, I don't know if she, I don't know if she was talking to him. I think she like wrote a letter to him, right? When she told him, "Don't let that brain or whatever, like, you know, do something good." But yeah, right. Yeah, because then because then they they got the um technology to then move the vaccines all throughout the world right kind of he was actually vindicated oh, yeah 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 pretty so, much at the very end of the story and he was just like laughing doing his snow angels at the very end of the story while he's in arkham asylum um, so victor freeze pretty much gave up the um the the antidote and he gave up all his secrets to what he was creating because he was going 
wherever he was going into Iron Heights or Dark Narkham, wherever the hell, Metropolis and freaking Rikers t- Island and whatnot. I'm telling but, you, bro, uh, that was that was Robin right there. You know, like he had a big hand in him kind of reversing what he thought and kind of making him dig deep of, of what his wife really wanted him to do after it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that she was going to die, mm-hmm. you know, of being sick. So kudos to that story to, uh, to, to Jerry Dugan, Duggan, Dugan, I want to say it's a great story. Um, if I were to rank them, hmm, let's rank them. I, I could easily say that it's, it's, the best is the first one, Tom King's Riddler, and then it, it, it and then it gets slightly worse as it goes, right? Tamaki was Two Face, right? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Really? Two Face is what my, was my favorite. How how you know? Just I love the story of of Harvey Dent just making everyone feel like he's turned a, a, an over a new leaf, right? And a part of him actually does. Actually, half, 50% of him does want to turn over a new leaf. And almost 100% of the time, it doesn't work out that way. Someone gets killed. Someone gets backstabbed. Something happens to where it's like, oh, shit, he really can't change, right? He really can't. And you, we actually visit that kind of notion in the Mr. Freeze book. How they, how Bruce and uh, Dick Grayson and Alfred talk about it. Are there actually people who really can't be saved, right? And um, I would, I think I would go Tamaki's Two Face One, and then back to Tom King's Riddler, and then Penguin, and then Mister Freeze. I'm not saying Mister Freeze is bad, but it's like, you know, I'm just we ranking just him one. We just finished saying how good it was, and I'm how just ranking him like... one. Right. So hey, if you're listening to this for the first time ever, and That's you're how... saying right here this Batman One Bad Day series, if if I'm telling you right now that the one we just gave kudos to, and like probably ranking it a seven seven out of ten. That's my grade, and it's the worst one out of the four. Uh, maybe you want to go hit your local comic book store and get the other three because it's really good, a really good series of books. And if you're really worried about these uptick in prices like The Flash, you know, I finished that shit in like seven, like eight, eh, maybe around ten minutes. There's there's plenty of writing. Three ninety nine, spend double the price to get these books. Well worth the well worth the money. How would you I'm, rank them? I'm with you on there, man. I'm definitely with you. They are – I, I might have mentioned this a couple months back or whatever or maybe even in an interview that we had with uh, the very proud sponsor of the Comic Bookies podcast, uh, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. But the owner, when we have him on like quarterly with Alex, I might have asked him like, could this be the way that comics might be going because they're raising in prices? Are they going to just be like kind of – like kind of smaller trades, like these one shot type of deals, because, dude, these stories mm-hmm. really have been good. And Freeze, like we said, we t- definitely giving kudos to it, how much we like it. Uh, and it's definitely a good story, but I'm with you. It's also going to be fourth on my list, Mike. But this is why I love doing this podcast, because yep. I love having different opinions from my co-hosts and for us to talk about it, because my other three are completely jumbled around like some of these groups in these group stages here at the world cup in qatar mine are <laughs> really really jumbled around compared to yours but first i'm gonna go with the penguin story man i really All just right. enjoy, i really just enjoyed that penguin story mike uh i thought it was really fun how he's just 
I really just enjoyed the way the story opened. He's just like sitting there on the bench and he's like looking into Gotham from across the water. And then he's just like plotting on how he's going to get back up in the game and how he's going to come back through the ranks after um, I forgot who that villain's name was in that story. Um, it was the African-American guy dressed real nice and real fly. The Umbrella Man. Yeah, the umbrella. Well, I mean, Penguin supposedly has umbrellas also. But yeah, the Umbrella Man, he well, kind of that was that was his like guy who who held his umbrella. So he took over. And um, yeah, I think he might have. Uh, but yeah, I just really enjoyed how he's just sitting there looking over um, into Gotham and he's kind of plotting on how the hell he's going to be able to come back up in the ranks and. That kid comes up to him, right? And then he's like, ask him. He's the kid brings him the pistol, right? Because he's gonna he can't go into Gotham and try to be the king again and not have that damn pistol on him, that thing, right? That heater. Uh so uh he's like, Oh, I only have one bullet, right? Or was it one bullet, right? <laughs> or and then oh, something right. like that. And then mm-hmm. he, he uh it's great. So whatever. And then the dude, the, the little kid that brings him the gun, he's just like, man, if I were you, I would just use that one bullet on yourself and end it right here. You nothing, man. You're like, you know what I mean? He's like, F that. He goes, he talks to that one chick with the big fists and yep. whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just regains. He goes and pops the other dude and then he gets his bullets and he tells the other dude, oh, well, when I got it back in here, I only had one bullet. So three's better than one. And like, yep. Dude, it was just a great, great story. I don't know why. I just really, really enjoyed that one. Scratching and clawing to get back from from nothing. From nothing. From, like, the throne he was taken from. But, yeah, that one I really enjoyed. So that would be my number one. My number two would definitely be probably the the Riddler one as well. I really did kind of like that one. I really liked uh, how they uh, um, showed or impicted – what's his name? Uh, Enigma. How do you pronounce it? Enigma, I think. Yeah. yeah. Edward Enigma. I like how that he was like, there was a lot of parts that showed him as a kid. Same thing with uh, the penguin as well. They was, they showed him as a kid also, but that'd be my second one. My third one, obviously, um, um, my, my one, my third one, obviously would be the, the, um, two face, which you liked. So I did. That's, but yeah, that would be my rankings. All right, let's uh, move on from the comic books to a couple of the stories. Actually, actually, just a few uh, highlights that I have. Let me um, let me ask you something real quick though. Did you mm-hmm. read that Death of Superman? No, I didn't. Okay, let me know when you read that one. Okay, it was fire. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, Sam Raimi and um, what the hell is his name? Tobey Maguire's uh, Spider-Man Four obviously didn't happen. It was canceled, but uh, revealed uh, within the last couple of days. Uh, they had the plans to have Vulture as their villain, and they actually posted pictures today and they re- and revealed the the concept, like not art, but the actual wings of Vulture. It was all over Twitter and stuff today, and, and obviously the the news thing that I that I look up. So it's pretty cool. They actually had they actually someone kept him for like the last 15 years after number four was canceled, right? So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else? Did you know that Twisted Metal is getting a live action no. show, sir? Twisted they, Metal? I guess it was announced in like 2019. Where's our Halo guy? Where's our Halo guy? Right. <laughs> it was announced in 2019 and it's like still, you know, and I think it's almost wrapped up. So Peacock gave uh, details of the upcoming Twisted Metal story. Oh, Dude, um, that's right. I remember us talking about that yeah. many, many moons ago on um, this episode. That's right. What's his name? Sam 
Sam Bank forgot Freed. No, Sam. What the hell's his name? The guy who plays uh, Winter Soul. Um, fuck. Uh, uh, what the hell? Sam Black Wilson. Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson. Um, yeah, he's gonna be playing John Doe in the series. Um, the guy who voices uh, the guy who voices uh, Lego Batman. He's gonna be the voice of Sweet Tooth in the show. So yeah, so oh, sweet tooth. A couple sweet details, a couple sweet details about that show, but I can't wait for that to come. Um and this next one I, I have a Black Adam review. Me and my wife spent twenty bucks. It was Amazon Prime. Sorry, was it not Apple TV? It was Amazon Prime. They had it available for twenty bucks. So pretty much at least half of what we would spend on tickets at the theaters, right? Um and just like a spo- non spoiler try not spoil because I want you to watch it, Sean to watch it. I liked it. You know, I I definitely like the, you know, a, a lot of these characters that we've seen in like a Justice League Dark, you know, like a Doctor Fate. Definitely like all the graphics with him. Hawkman's character was dope. I did like the story, right? It was it was consistent all the way through. They kind of, you know, started with the, with the the crown. I'm not gonna kind of give it away, but just the, just just the, story behind black adam and how he came to be and then how he came back and was re-released and everything and how he was you know you can view him as the hero of the story but then also at times he can become the villain and that's what black adam is in all of his comic book stories as well too so it was a really good story and of course the you know i'm sure it's all over the news all over the you know the the interwebs and everything all the social media sites but henry cavill as superman does make a cameo appearance in the cutscene at the end of the movie so hopefully some kind of uh shazam black adam superman mesh together that'd be an amazing beautifully like yes cgi but it would just look beautiful so more in-depth review to come um vicious hearts 06 is asking if we've seen the guardians of the galaxy holiday special no i have not i've heard great things it's 45 minutes on disney plus and it was i think it was released like friday like the day after thanksgiving my wife's like uh did you see this song i was like oh shit that's right it's on there so i think we're gonna watch that tomorrow or wednesday night and then of course that sounds fun 45 yeah. minutes, huh? I, I heard it was really good, too. So, if, of course, if you've seen the other two, you know, it's easy if, if you're familiar with the characters and everything. So, But I heard it's really cool. Um, So I have not seen it, though. So, And that's all for me, sir. What about you? Anything for the world of entertainment? I know world you have of entertainment, some. Uh, we, I mean, I don't want to make this too long, but um, we were going to get into this rant, like I guess last week, right, talking about streaming. And it's right. just uh, I got in the from the Wall Street Journal today. It was like two – Pretty much two um, articles literally like right next to each other on um, uh, Disney basically uh, – well, the headline is Disney misfires on Strange World. And then the other one is how Netflix finds a theater hit in this glass onion, a knives out mystery. Um, I, don't, I haven't heard anything about this uh, Netflix and I actually wasn't even really aware that they have done this in the past and they have released uh, movies in the – Albeit it's been in the theater, but not as widespread as this one was, because supposedly this one was released to the three main theaters, which is, you know, AMC, Cinemark and Regal um, Cinemas. So, but yeah, pretty much it says here on the uh, from the Wall Street Journal's it made nine point two between nine point two million between uh, Friday and Sunday, which is pretty much, you know. I mean, it's pretty awesome for um, them because I think they're only going to release it for six days, and I think they're going to put it right onto Netflix. So, um, 
it's that pretty much uh the it debuted in yeah hundreds of uh it debuted in uh hundreds of theaters between the 23rd and the 29th before it's planned release like i said um but the, the thing that i wanted to say is uh with disney plus and with their shortfall on this book or i mean on this movie which uh it said pretty much since Raya and the Last Dragon opened uh, and during the pandemic, 8.5 million, and uh, and this is one was pretty much the lowest grossing one in this like last 10 years, along with Lightyear. Um, as we all know, uh, that got released Lightyear did in June, but as we all know now, we got Bob Iger back at the helm at Disney, Mike, and I know this is kind of like a rant mm-hmm. you wanted to get into last week and. So we got like two opposing things here from what I'm reading from this article that I want to share with you guys. So, you know, um, so Disney's uh, Iger basically this is all news coming out today where Iger basically told uh, employees today at Disney that he plans on, you know, they have to basically make do more of their streaming service and, you know, make do more of the content and how to make better revenue with the content and not just kind of just keep pushing a subscription model. Right. I think that right. maybe I think that maybe this CEO, you know, returning is seeing that they're kind of tapped out with subscribers. There's a lot of different streaming going on in the world today. So as we all know, it's all going to get wrapped up, packed up the cable one day. Right. But anyway, he said that they have to, um, you know, focus more on subs- less on subscriptions, more on um, on uh, revenue from from the streaming services. Right. From the content. But from Netflix's CEO, from what I'm seeing here in this article, <clears throat> let me read some things real quick. It says um, CEO Ted Randos has opposed doing uh, he has opposed pretty much doing uh, video releases in the theater. And because part he says because of the market, the marketing expenses associated with theatrical releases and because he is concerned it could devalue Netflix subscription, the centerpiece of the company's business model. So that's pretty crazy, right? You got this dude saying that, you know, he's going to he wants to focus more on subscription and Iger that just basically took over from Disney. He wants to focus less on subscriptions. Right. And it kind of goes in with a rant that I know we wanted to talk about last week that we didn't really get to. But it was like about you saying how it's kind of too many shows, too many streaming and all that. And then, I mean, it was kind of perfect that we didn't get into it last week because these articles came out. Now we got these two conflicting CEOs. And I just wanted like your thought on it, Mike. You and Sean are like the big streaming guys on here. And just uh, what are your what are your thoughts? You think I mean, you had a good idea when you told me they're going to try to charge more for one time uh, items or one time watches and whatnot. I think. You kind of signed that with uh, you watched Black uh, Adam on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. for twenty dollars and whatnot. Right. So I mean, just what are your thoughts and your rants on all right. this too much streaming? And I, I think streaming is just like it's just becoming too much. It's like it's um, eating itself from the inside in, right? Yeah, I mean, inside out. It's, it's uh, oh, good movie by the way from Disney, Inside Out. Um, okay. <laughs> but that's the thing. But that's the thing too. Like I have, I have all this negativity towards streaming, right? Because you want. To be able to go to the theaters, you know, we have that old school mindset of, no, I want to go see it in the theaters, right? But, but but ever since COVID happened and whether they charge you for, you know, $20 here or $20 there for a movie and you don't have to go to the theaters because at that time some of the theaters weren't even open. Now it's kind of – I hate to admit it, but it's kind of sucked me in, right? Like I really want to go – like, okay, yeah, sometimes it's kind of hard to get a sitter for the kids and stuff. But some people who don't even have kids, they're just – 
it's just easier for them to not go and drive to a theater, go to, you know, because you know what we do. We always go and we only get the popcorn at the theater. You have to go to the Shell station across the street to get your soda or your soft drinks and your candy, right? But I hardly do that. Ever since COVID hit, I've probably been to like one movie a year, right? So it's like I have all this negativity towards the end, like the streaming industry itself sometimes. But then again, I'm one of the people who get sucked in and I'm like, you know what, honey? Let's not go get a sitter. Let's just stay in and pay 20 bucks for Black Adam because monetarily, like financially, it just makes more sense, right? But you don't get like the emotional experience, you know? You don't get the experience that you always like, oh, yeah, we're like we're sitting down at the and, – and, and these places, they have beautiful, the nice chairs that recline. You know, you damn near fall asleep. I do not go, you know, to a late night movie for me anymore because I will freaking fall asleep unless it's like a huge, you know, Black Adam or an Infinity War movie with a whole bunch of explosions and stuff. But, I mean, Disney has been around for 100 years now. Starting next year, they have the 100th anniversary. They've done it successfully for the majority of those years. They're just trying to tap into all the markets that they normally wouldn't five, ten years ago. Netflix started out as just the discs, right? And then it became streaming. Like streaming, like Hulu, uh, Netflix really by itself destroyed Blockbuster, like destroyed Blockbuster, right? Absolutely destroyed it. And now we have, like, like we even have a show now that's based in a Blockbuster, right? Like tr- trying to give me and you like the nostalgic feeling of being inside a Blockbuster and seeing all the, you know, the reactions, interactions with all the employees and stuff. And just like, you know, the funny, the hijinks and stuff that we uh, grew to love and remember from uh, going to a Blockbuster every other week or whatever. But like that whole... That whole sense I can of, still smell the plastic of when I open up right. the, the casing, right? right? Those those four those two clips, those plastic clips on the side. I couldn't I can't tell you, like, because even during like my single days, like when I was going out with friends and stuff, like with you and Sean and all the other guys and stuff, there'd be that one night a week where I would just stay in. We usually didn't do anything. And I would go and I had the Blockbuster online subscription. I think I've talked about this before. Get two discs. That's how I binge watched The Sopranos is I did that. And then you took in the disc. You could either mail it back and get the new one or you go into your local Blockbuster and then you trade that in for a free three-day rental. And so I just like boom, boom, all these movies, all these shows and stuff. And at the same time, I was consuming like I watched the whole series of Tudors on Netflix because it was on Netflix. And Netflix had just went gone from – uh, the, the CD serve or the the disc service to the online streaming. So it was like the first experience of uh, of of having that. Like, oh, why don't you just you have your Netflix subscription? We're no longer doing the CDs, or some were just CDs, but you could. Also, what year would you say this was, Mike? Because before, I wasn't in on before that before I got with Danielle. I, so that was so I got with Danielle in 2013. So it was 2011, 2012. Those the, okay. those couple years before I got with with Danielle. Because after that. I pretty much, you know, I had a, I had a girlfriend at that point, you know, I was doing stuff, you know, with her or still with the guys and stuff didn't have. And if I was going to be consuming any movies or whatever, we, you know, we were newly together. We would go out and go to a movie. Right. But that's gone. That's gone. And I, and I like how they're trying to branch off and they're trying to get with the times because people just, people aren't just as, as interactive. Right. And, and I understand that. So but then again, people are they have so much on their plate. Like they have Hulu, they have YouTube TV, they have Netflix, they have Disney Plus. Maybe they've seen that some of these people who aren't into the MCU and don't have kids, maybe they just drop the Disney Plus. They're more into the murder documentaries on Netflix, or they're more into the couple shows or or whatever on Hulu, right? But people, but then again, people package them. You know, we get Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. I don't know. There's just so many things to consume. Um, 
And then on top of that, you have regular YouTube that's free pretty much, you uh, of know, course. and how much content can you create? Uh, I mean, can you consume on there? Obviously, you know us and you're like your brother's gotten us into those barstool sports lately and whatnot. Bro, we can and we can spend we've been four or five sports. hours a day just with barstool and their content. They have so much. Exactly. Like it's almost like they're based. I mean, with the type of content they do, obviously, they couldn't even be on regular TV, but no. they're pretty much a YouTube based uh, content. Right. That has yeah. just blown up. Yeah. It's like know, their own. Got... It's like their own like mini YouTube TV, like their own network on youtube so it's it's so it's it's free to consume and like all day long they're releasing videos or having live streams like it's it's pretty much throughout the day you can find enough videos to you know consume four five six seven hours worth of content it's 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 crazy it's good though you know and it's not just sports either no no it's not they have they've branched off and done uh you know those two gals they do the podcast where they're talking about you know lady stuff you know um it's 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 great only stands right (laughs) The guy that interviews the, there's just like interviews only fans of models, I guess, if you will. <laughs> oh, really? But yeah, but yeah but. I mean, there's so much nowadays that that maybe they've seen, and I would assume that the other services like has Hulu ever reported a, a decrease? Because you would think that it would coincide with Disney. If Disney Plus is reporting a decrease or not as as much of an increase as they'd like in subscriptions with Disney Plus, Hulu would would be experiencing the same, because a good chunk of that, those people would be bundling them with ESPN plus. So I don't know. I mean, I, I understand them trying to branch off and trying to make money in different ways, but man, they have, so, what a, they have so much more than, than, than Netflix. I can see why Netflix doesn't want to do because they've probably weighed out the pros and cons of having cause, cause you know, they have a movie studio now cause they've been doing movies um, and releasing them straight to Netflix, but they've probably done the pros and cons of actually holding a building, right? You know, or having a movie theater and putting them out, the marketing that it takes, right? Because you only see a handful of, of commercials advertising TV shows and movies and stuff that go straight to Netflix. Obviously, way less than like a Wakanda Forever or Black Adam or, a, you know, an X-Men this or, you know, Spider-Man that. Way less. So they're spending a lot less. There's a lot less overhead when it comes to marketing because you know that, that when, when someone goes to Netflix every single day to watch something, that's where they advertise it. That's where they have it right up there. Number one in America, number one in the U.S., number one in the world, you know, number one in kids. They have the top ten every single day. Like They, they advertise through their own software. They, they know what they're doing, and Disney is spending hundreds – or not maybe not hundreds, but like – yeah, maybe like tens of billions of dollars on just to advertise one movie that made a, a little you know chunk of change over a weekend. Like it's pretty crazy, you know? So so maybe they're – what about what about what about that oversaturation, Mike? That was one thing I think you wanted to. Right. When, when Sean sent us that list of all that stuff coming out it's again, and you much. were just like, I mean, two years ago you would have been like, yes, it's a pandemic, feed me, feed me more, right. more, more, and now it's like, see how the tables have turned, right? And it's just now you're starting to come to realization that it's like, I mean, this content, some of it that it has been getting put out, in your opinion, hasn't been the best as some of the other ones that they were putting out in the past. And that's why. But, I mean, at some point, you're not going to be able to just keep up with just all the fire-ass content 24-7, right? At some point, there's going to be um, – I mean, obviously, we saw – what was it, DC, when they cut that whole – was it the Batgirl movie or – yeah. Uh, yeah, they just completely like I mean, it was almost completely done. Right. All the money they spent, 80, 90 million or whatever, and just cut it. Uh, that was a, I don't know. And then the swamp thing when they, they had like an accounting error <laughs> and they only had I mean, this much money instead of that much money. And I was like, oh, shit, that was actually a good show. Like, what are they? You know, like, 
of course DC would pull something like that when when Marvel their problem is putting out too many things. And I know with Iger back at uh, Bob at the helm again, back at the helm, um, I already know that things are going to change. I think we're going to start. I mean, I think when we go to SDCC next year in July, I don't think we're going to hear those all those announcements that we've been hearing these last couple years out of Marvel and Disney and what have you. But uh, we'll see. But it's just the landscape has definitely shifted. I wouldn't say it's. 180 degrees yet but um i mean i see something turning here with the streaming and i just i think i mean i think we might have hit on it too a couple like a year or two ago when we always keep saying like this is too much too much right. too much i mean it's we just, were like, kind of keep up we were beginning to say that when it was all the movies and everything out in the movie theaters and now it's like you have to watch you know miss marvel and then you have to watch thor 11 thunder and then you have to watch eight episodes of she hulk then you have all the daredevil coming out you have the other movies wakanda forever you have just so many things that you can have to consume and you can't miss one thing if you're going to be involved in phase four or phase five or whatever phase you're in and the thing is is that i would rather take you know give me one tv show and like two movies a year instead of all the other stuff but make it really really good instead of having to watch something every single weekend that's mediocre to good Right. It's just everything. I, I I can't catch up on other things like the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon or the Game of Thrones, uh, the House of Dragons on HBO Max because I have to watch this, this and this. Right. But although I will say I'm excited to watch uh, tonight or tomorrow, the um, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, holiday, the Christmas special. I am excited for that <laughs> one because I heard it was there good. It is. And um, the Vicious Hearts 06, who was on last night's stream, he said that move over Mariah Carey. Uh, Marvel has just uh, created the best Christmas song of all time. It is his favorite now. So I'm excited, you know, because, you know, Mariah Carey's the classic. I mean, no, no bias, no bias there, right? <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, but then again, I have all, I have all these complaints. But then when we had Seth Everett on the show, right, he was talking about all the stuff that came out for CW. And I have the same problem. I'm addicted. I'm a completist. I have to complete something. I'm in the last couple episodes ever of Walking Dead. Sean, I think, dropped it like a couple seasons ago, and he and he seems to not have a problem with it, right? I can't, I can't. For as bad as the Flash kind of is is ending, how the, how kind of mediocre the uh, era was towards the end, how mediocre throughout the whole series, um, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Black Lightning, I have to consume it all. So like I have all these complaints, but at the same time, I'm one of the suckers who's going to eventually, and maybe not right when it gets released, but I will eventually consume everything. It's, <laughs> and you know what? I'll have a long list of stuff that I still haven't read, of, of stuff that I still haven't watched the day I die. Well, Come help me tie him down, ladies and gentlemen. Tie him down. We're going to tap his veins right now. Right. He uh, has to have it all. Uh, I, it, it sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm being so hypocritical because I have these complaints, but then I still consume it all. So I don't know. Uh, but I hope. But if they, if they take it away from you, I mean, you really can't do nothing about it. Right. So yeah, maybe they'll just uh, organically uh, do the job for you, Michael. I will say to end the entertainment, I will say the one announcement that I want Bob Iger to make. I have nothing to watch. Nothing. I want the main thing is for them to actually get a date on when they're going to start the retheming of Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. I want that to happen. They're probably going to coincide with the brand new restaurant they're making in New Orleans Square. I cannot wait. Obviously, it's not going to probably get done within 2023, maybe somewhere in 2024. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for that announcement. I just want that to happen because if Iger don't pull the whole plug on it at this point, well, I don't. I mean, save, save, save. Right. But then again, the woke movement. We're going to come back at him because that's the the whole reason why they why they're going to retheme it. 
is because, you know, they came at them with the whole Song of the South and what it represented right. it during that time. And, and I was like, OK, cool. You know what? It needs a it needs a facelift. Like maybe like maybe the reason like the reason is legitimate. Right. But then let's get it done. And then COVID happens and we heard nothing like you were you were closed for uh, like a year, like 15 months. Why didn't you do that then? If you had the grand scheme, the grand plans, like, let's go. And they finally like two or three months ago, they they had a lot. I think they had a lot more problems on their plate, Mike, than worrying about retheming Splash Mountain. What, like the princess in the front, like actually working with the local government to actually be able to open, open and, you know, get construction crews. I mean, uh, it was a mess. You can't expect them to do that. But I hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some sports. Let's get into selfish, the uh, selfish. Selfish. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> I don't care. It's a global pandemic. You I don't care. Me. People are dying. Give me, give me Tiana. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um. But before we get into the sports, I want to thank everyone for joining on the second stream. If you're listening to this, obviously the power of editing, you won't understand this, but we actually were recording yesterday, Monday, the 28th, and now we're recording the second half, Tuesday, the 29th, due to, you know, like just my son, it's in the middle of recording. I'll be very transparent with everyone. My son has pink eye. He has RSV all at the same time, so he was not doing very well, so we had to kind of cut it short so we could take care of him, and now we're recording the rest of 168 um, live on YouTube right now. It's part two. Uh, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. To actually, now I can say tomorrow, November 30th, 2022, is New Comic Book Day. Go check them out every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, hit us up on on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Comic Bookies, and email us comicbookies at gmail.com. Uh, me and Mark had a nice little lunch uh, last week. We have some big plans coming. We're gonna plan some stuff for over the um, rest of this year, going into next year, and hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, we have some new things coming to you um, and some old stuff that we talked about years and years ago we'll be back so thoroughly excited yeah 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 man definitely and thank you always to our sponsor treasure island comics um for helping us put this content together and uh giving us the the product to be able to deliver great content and great uh information entertainment and comic and wise and sports wise for you too because alex sure does know his stuff too okay well let's get into uh get into some world cup action so because we are recording after the usa game now on the 29th of november usa has beaten iran 1-0 they are advancing to the round of 16 they're going to be playing the winner of group a the netherlands um you see here if you're watching live uh cristiano ronaldo scores again yesterday on monday uh they win their game and they go on or did he Oh no, he didn't. That's right. It was the. It, that's right. It was the. Um, we don't talk about Bruno, yep. but he did score that yeah, goal. Yeah, so Bruno with the assist <laughs> slash goal, and then he had the PK, and then he almost went for the hat trick, which bounced, doinked off of the the uh, the post. But yeah, so they're going to oh, move right. on to the next round. They're playing, I believe, South Korea in the next round. Which Caleb says that I'm I'm sure he's um he's uh, Korean. He says Korea is going to destroy Portugal, and we're going to end Ronaldo's career for nothing. Korea is what Caleb is is predicting. Wow. So, Caleb, if you're still on or if you watch next week or whatever, maybe a little wager, huh? Maybe a little wager, wager? Well, Korea does have Paulo Bento. He's a Portuguese uh, international, but he's he's their coach, Korea. Okay. And they do have – I mean, they are pretty uh, – I mean, they're pretty sound. I mean, like I said – I mean, any team is going to make it to the round of 16, you know, I, I, I'd i be afraid of. I don't I don't care who you are. If you make, you're make, you good enough to make it to the round of 16 in the World Cup, you're one of the 16 – greatest teams at that point in soccer i'm scared of anybody yeah but um 
Uh, is Korea going to get in? They would have to win, right? Because... I mean, that's what he was saying. That, that, that's what he was saying on the chat. So I, I can only assume, I can only trust our fans to be knowledgeable enough to know who plays who the next round, right? Well, Korea is not. We're still in the round of. We're still in the group stage, brother. Right. Portugal plays. Portugal's playing Korea, but I don't even know who they're going to start because they already have their six points, right? So I think Portugal. Unless Ghana like pounds the hell out of um, who is it? If oh, Ghana South pounds Korea the plays hell. Portugal, oh, so is he saying that they're going to? Yeah, just beat them in in the last oh, game of the group stage. Oh, that's right. I okay, guess. so yeah, so but so, sorry, Caleb, man, sorry, they're already in the round of sixteen, brother. So it has to happen. So are they are they going to? So they're not in the they're not in the round of sixteen. Portugal? South Oh, Portugal is. Yeah, but not South Korea. No, South Korea would have to South Korea would have to beat, beat Portugal, Portugal and hope Ghana and loses. Ghana, Ghana would like have to pound the hell out of uh Uruguay, I think. Yeah. Cuz uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyways. anyways. So, it, so he's I, calling 4-0 so that... Korea, which it wouldn't matter at that point. That that can happen. That's fine. Portugal's already through to the round of 16. Guaranteed. Yeah, and it, it could be that they don't even really start some of their players. But you want to um, win. You want to win groups. Do Let's get into a bigger game that just happened, actually, man. USA beating Iran 1-0. Polisic put his body on the line. Everyone saw it. I don't know exactly what the injury was. If it's like his thigh could have been the family jewels. It looked pretty bad. (laughs) But I'm glad he was at least able to get up and run around a little bit going into halftime. Thank God it happened um, right before Mm halftime. So they didn't have to make that sub right then and there, which they eventually uh, did make. But, man, that's kind of... Scary uh, for him as a player and his health and for us as fans going forward to playing the Netherlands on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific. So I'd say, man, what are your thoughts on it, dude? Do you think he's going to be fit? Do you think he's going to be okay I mean, before he came, we actually get into the I mean, he came back in and played, correct? Did they sub him out at half? For like five minutes, okay. but he didn't come in at half, though. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope that him being able to walk off on his own power – and get back on the field for the last few minutes of the first half. I hope that that's good signs that he'll be able to go on Saturday. Um, yeah, I hope that he doesn't have to come off the bench or anything. Like I would hope that you know, like we need him for the full game, right? So it's going to be very, very interesting um, going forward. Uh, England actually okay. wins their game against Wales, so they take seven points. They take the group. They'll be playing Senegal. That was a great game. I was watching that game like right before, uh, you know, the group of games right before USA played. Man, that was a great game, just back and forth. You know, Ecuador ties it like in the 60 something minute and like two and a half minutes later, they go back up Senegal. So uh, congrats to them. Uh, And they'll be playing England in the next round. So that's the so so the first two groups are now complete uh, if for group stages uh, as we record right now. So now we have just two. We have USA versus Netherlands and England versus Senegal for the round of 16. So we got plenty more games to happen the rest of the week and then into the round of 16 right before we record next week. Definitely. We got uh, Poland and Argentina, which is going to be huge tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Who else? We got uh, Mexico with um, who's Mexico playing? Uh, Mexico will be playing um, Saudi Arabia, right? Saudi Arabia. That's right. So they so, man, that's going to be a good game, too. Right. Um, Saudi obviously beating Argentina in that first game. So, I mean, Mexico's side hasn't looked that strong to me. Uh, They haven't been able to net one, put one in the back of the net in uh, Qatar yet. So. Or Cutter, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it sometimes, <laughs> right. but they haven't been able to net one yet. Besides that point, but uh, 
Mexico's gonna have to do something. I feel like uh, I just don't know where that what what's going on. They haven't really, you know, they they're not conceding, but they're also not scoring. But uh, it's gonna be tough. I think Saudi uh, gonna play pretty good as well. Right. So yeah. I mean, and, and there's ways obviously to have all these teams get in, right? Excuse me. You have, you have ways that all these teams can get in. I don't think any team in that group has been eliminated because Saudi Arabia obviously they beat um uh argentina the first game and then Ar- and then argentina one. gets the win right and then mexico has one point i believe i think they had the tie the... they had the tie against poland and, then, po- poland and then poland now has four so i mean depending on who wins i think if obviously if poland wins or ties they're in and then if they lose and obviously if saudi arabia gets a tie or win they're in but if Mexico wins and Poland loses, there's a bunch of freaking three-way tiebreakers or whatever. It was kind of a, it was kind of like, oh shit! Like when I was like reading it yesterday, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? I actually kind of love it, honestly. Right. I love how like the, I I love how the draw is kind of like the biggest like um, X factor, right? It's you know it's the because you have that one point and those it's not just three points and that those one points come into so. You know, it's like you saw USA, you saw Iran. They almost scored what, like in the ninety plus oh, six man, minute or right, something. Yeah. Oh, it was so close. And it's like that ball goes in, yeah, that's it, because that draw gets them that one point, mm-hmm. and US is out. Exactly. So, I mean, I feel like the more mumbled and jumbled it is, the more <laughs> I like it. As long as right. you know Portugal or the US isn't in that in that mumbled jumbling. Right. But it's like it's, it's like just, you it's, have you hey. have a first place and a last place, and depending on who wins those those last games. The first and second place, like there's there's a scenario for everything. There's a scenario for the first and second place to be eliminated, and third and fourth, who didn't even have like a shot, really. Uh, you know, they probably thought that they had a snowball's chance in hell when they came into that day, but because the other game played a certain way, and then they scored so many goals or whatever based off goal differential or some kind of tiebreaker. Besides that, boom, now they're in. Yeah, it's that'd be a great feeling. <laughs> But they have to play better. I don't know if it was due to Christian Pulisic's absence, but the U.S. I feel like they have to play better right. than they did in that second half. I think once Iran, they got way defensive, you know, when they scored the first goal. I think Pulisic getting injured on that goal, and then because they were up one zero, they just had to protect the one goal lead. They couldn't give up any kind of equalizer because really there was no guarantee because Iran was playing more defensive in the you know before before the 38th minute before they scored that goal, mm-hmm. right? So if they had the equalizer oh they'd park the bus so they would park it so hard they would park it like it's hot yeah especially with uh carlos quiros the port another portuguese international coach <laughs> there you go we got one coaching iran and one coaching uh korea right. so uh, so um it's uh so to, to, to they both like to play defense too right so. so either tomorrow or thursday or friday obviously you're looking forward to the portugal game even though they've already locked a place into the round of 16 but besides that what other game are you looking forward to to watching uh, as we uh, end the group stage of the World Cup 2022. Man, I'd have to say, well, I mean, I think that uh, Poland-Argentina game tomorrow prob- is going to be. Right, that's probably, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's probably going to be a really, really, really good one. I'd have to say, who else? I'd have to say. It's going uh, inter- to be interesting with this uh, group. I forgot what group this is. This is group uh, D. Because France is already in, right? But then you still have um, Denmark playing Australia. Like, pretty much the winner goes. Because Australia has three points and Denmark has one. 
So if Denmark wins, they'll have the four points to to, to overtake them. So that's that's a very interesting game to look forward to is Australia and Denmark. France just plays Tunisia, who have one point as well. When when honestly, when you think about it, then if then let's say Tunisia beats France just because they're not playing any starters, right? They end up with four. And then if Australia and Denmark tie, Australia ends up with four. And Australia has a goal differential of minus two. So their one loss, they got destroyed probably by France. So if Tunisia wins and Australia ties, then Tunisia, who starts out the day with one point, they move on to the round of 16. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Tunisia. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. So France is definitely in because they already have the six points. But then Australia, Denmark, Tunisia, both Denmark and Tunisia have only one point, but they can easily get in if they just win. Right? So, yeah. Definitely some cool scenarios going on, so I would say that. Canada and Morocco should be pretty fun on Thursday. Well, Canada's, Canada. already, Canada's already eliminated, though. So. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's right. Two losses, mm-hmm. huh? Man, they had so much upside coming into this World Cup. And I, I remember watching them in, like, qualifiers with you know around the time. I mean, I've been watching them these last two years and whatnot, and they've been pretty fun. And they seem to have some firepower, but it just didn't transpire here in Qatar. So, Kind of sucks for them, but Croatia and Belgium should be pretty good. Croatia didn't have their first game, didn't start off as great as they wanted to and their fans, but they kind of put it together. I feel like they're playing a little bit better, and obviously uh, the runner-up uh, in 2018, let's see what uh, they're going to be able to do against Belgium here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not too familiar. I'm not really looking into the points right now, so I can't really tell you all the scenarios. Yeah, no, I, but, and um, then it, also Germany. Germany's in last place right now with one point. If they can beat, uh, they play Costa Rica. So if they uh, beat Costa Rica, they're up from one to four. Japan and Costa Rica enter the day with three. So so Spain and Japan would have to at least tie, right, to give uh, España five. And Japan would have four tied with Germany. And then Germany would have to win by at least two goals to then move up to a plus one on goal differential. So not only does wow. Ger- not only was, does Germany have to Germany pretty much either has to have Spain beat Japan. Spain has to beat which is J- likely right. Spain has to beat Japan and they have to beat Costa Rica for them to. That's the only scenario that they need to actually just get in with no other help. If Spain wins mm-hmm. and Germany wins, Germany's in. Germany gets the second spot. But if Germany and Spain tie, then Germany would have to win by two or more goals to get in. Crazy. <laughs> You mean Germany and Costa Rica? It, Germany would have to beat Costa Rica by at least two to overtake Japan if Japan and, and Spain tie. Spain tie. Yep. I mean, Japan is gritty, dude. Yeah. Another one of those Asian teams. So, But yeah. Spain are just so good. They're passing. They're ball handling. They're just um, they're very, very uh, sound. But, right. I mean, this World Cup's crazy. Anyone can lose at any time, right. I feel like. Like, no one's safe. France has seemed pretty strong, right? Uh, Spain seems strong, and Portugal seemed like decent at times and strong. I think, but... I think Brazil's going to be there. I mean, that's barring anything with with Neymar. I don't know. I don't know. If... Even Brazil, they haven't seemed as dominating no. as I thought. But the thing with Brazil is they do not concede. They're they just don't concede, right? So Thiago Silva back there and just uh, holding it down with my guy from Liverpool, Alisson Becker mm-hmm. in goal. They're just uh, really, really good, man. Yeah. I mean, so, we can go on and on about the World Cup, uh, but, we, but, but we try to keep it to about an hour and a half, hour and 45, so let's get into uh, the football. 
We have both college and pros. Let's start off with a little bit of college. Rivalry week was amazing. You had Michigan. I, I always love rooting against Ohio State. Sorry for our Ohio State Buckeye uh, fans. But ever since, ever since that national championship game against Miami, when there was uh, the non-pass interference call and gave the Buckeyes a championship over the Hurricanes, I've never really liked them. I always called them the Luckeyes. Pryor? Huh? Terrell Pryor? No, it wasn't Terrell Pryor. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what was uh, damn it? What was the quarterback's name? Ken Dorsey, I believe, was the quarterback for Miami. It was that year. Uh, that was the year that they had uh, Clarice or what? Maurice Claret. Clar- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, was the year that was, Ohio State won the championship against Miami. Um, uh, so okay. I was called them the Luck Eyes or whatever. So I remember that thirty for thirty right. on Maurice Claret. Right. And my wife's uh, aunt, she uh, used to be, she's retired now, but she was a teacher for years and years at the University of Michigan. I've always been, I've always been like kind of like Michigan. You know, for, as far as Big Ten teams go, I always gravitated towards Michigan watching their games. And, of course, basketball always gravitate towards uh, um, uh, Michigan State. So Jim Tressel, right? Hmm? Jim Tressel, yeah. Jim Tressel. The uh, sweater, vest. sweater vest. Sweater vest. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all coming back to me mm-hmm. now. Exactly. So, yeah, so Michigan takes over there, uh, putting Michigan at pretty much the number two spot uh, below Georgia. USC handles Notre Dame. And they're heading to the uh, Pac-12 championship this Friday at, I think, 4 o'clock, 4 or 5 o'clock. They're playing Utah for the second time this year. So if they went out, if they handily – I mean, I'm seeing so many different things that, like, even right now, like, Ohio State has, like, a percentage of, like, in the 70s or 80s to make it to the the college football playoff, which I don't – I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can't – you don't even play – for a Big Ten championship, you don't even have the opportunity to play for a conference championship, and you're going to put someone in there. Other, you're going to put someone in there over someone who just won a, a, a conference championship, right? Obviously, if USC loses, that gives them a second loss, right? But like, you should never be against the same team, right? Against the same team. I was listening to another podcast. I, th- I think it might have even been Barstool, but someone had a good point where someone who's like right now TCU, right? They're undefeated, right? You shouldn't punish somebody for making it to a, a conference championship game. So if they go and lose the Big 12 championship game, they should still be in regardless because they you can't punish them for getting to, you know, they were 12-0. and 0. Ohio State had the regular season loss, right? But TCU will get punished. Either TCU or USC, if either of them lose their conference championship game, one or two of them are going to be out. USC, obviously, they have the second loss, which then would bump up Ohio State, and then they're going to make a claim, and that's BS because they're 12-0 and in the regular season going into the Big 12 championship. I still I think right now that there's three teams automatically should be in right now. Well, maybe not Michigan. Well, no, because Michigan's— Georgia. Uh, Georgia, no matter what. Like, they had like a 99% chance of getting in. No, it should be 100, right? So that's what I'm saying. TCU, Michigan, Georgia, all those teams that are undefeated, right— they're in the conference championship. If they, all three of them lose, all three of them should still be in the playoff. The only team out of the four, USC, if they lose, that gives them the second loss to the same team too. So, I mean, at that point, my, my hands are in the air. I understand that. But it's going to be freaking bullshit if all four of those teams, Georgia, Michigan, 
uh, TCU and USC win all their conference championship games, and then the freaking Luck Eyes again sneak into the playoff over USC. I mean, this is all going to be not over. Not even done. winning their division. Right, not even getting a chance to. They didn't even get a chance to play Michigan a second week in a row to get the Big Ten championship game. Uh, I'm just going to be so heated. Oh man, it's going to be a bad podcast for it's. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to need the E for for explicit on that one. The committee they love those. They love that team. I mean, I, I mean, obviously it brings eyes and whatnot, but the committee, when it comes to those two Big Ten teams, it's just like Michigan and Ohio State and Michigan and Ohio right. State. It's like I get it, but you have to also do what's fair, right? And I totally get your rant, and I, I agree with you too. It's like you're not even making the conference championship game, but the conference championship game isn't the all-all be-all of the college football playoffs. It's getting into the playoff and getting a chance to – you know, play for a national championships. That's the end all, right? right? That's what we all, that's what all the kids and all the coaches and the schools want at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, having these different divisions and having a conference title championship game is, you know, it brings in revenue, it brings in money. But at the end of the day, like you mentioned, you're 12 and 0, you have a perfect regular season. You lost eventually in, you know, in the playoff championship game of your, Mm -hmm. You know, of your of your of your conference. But, you know, it's I think that undefeated regular season record should mean something, man. And I'm with you on that as well, especially when the team it's not like you said, Ohio State's not going to lose in their championship game because they didn't even get a chance to be there. So it's like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, their season's done. Really? Like, right. what are you? Yeah. Yeah, totally with you on that. I mean, but. and then just for ratings, for ratings, like Ohio State would bring in eyes, too. But you also have to consider that if Caleb Williams plays fairly well and wins the Pac-12 championship, he's pretty much got the Heisman locked up. So you also have to have the Heisman trophy winner in the playoffs, don't you? If you have a chance, he's going to win it over CJ Stroud. You have to have that, right? So, I mean, it's a no, it's, it's a no brainer. If all four of those teams are in the top four it's now, it's a no brainer, no brainer. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. But you know what? That game's on Friday coming up here mm-hmm. over at Allegiant. Um, at Allegiant in Vegas, but what about Lincoln Riley, though, being able to even get USC into this position on his first year? It's pretty amazing, man. I mean, just, wait, good. just wait till that transfer portal opens up, too. I mean, how much are you missing? Uh, what's his name? Helton right oh, now, God. brother. Oh, it's like uh, it's like music. <laughs> guy, that guy's nowhere to oh, even be heard of, it's heard freaking of fi- anymore. It's fingernails and a chalkboard every time I hear that damn dude's name. But uh, no, uh, but Lincoln Riley. The way they gave that guy, too. Right, but, the, but Lincoln Riley, I mean, for... Caleb Williams probably to win the Heisman Trophy as a sophomore. He'll have one more year under his belt next year, and then he'll be a top two, top one, two, three, four, five pick in the 2024, you know, NFL draft. I just can't wait. And then it's it's I can't wait for USC to get back to those days of like how Alabama is, how Georgia is, how a lot of these programs are. It's just a revolving door of talent, you know. Hopefully, you won't have that lull. In between, where you know they're, they're finishing third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh in the Pac-12, it's just complete and utter dominance as what it should be every single year playing UCLA. I wish I wish Cal was was up there. Like I love those days of like when Aaron Rodgers was at Cal and they had that one game where USC was one and Cal was like three or four, just like epic games. So those cold rainy days in Berkeley, those are yeah. some good games. Yeah. yeah, Stanford, you know, like Stanford has been a top five, top ten team in the last ten years. Like, uh, like we need more of that. Washington, or of course Washington, Oregon, you know, Utah has always been up there too. I mean, even Oregon State's like in the top twenty, top twenty five at least right now. So, yeah. And speaking of Stanford, I mean, you saw the news: David Shaw stepping away. Yeah, He's I know. Not the head coach anymore. So I know. 
his, the successor for Jim Harbaugh there, he had very great, good runs. I don't know if it was the talent that Harbaugh was recruiting, but, you know, with right. I think it was he had McCaffrey and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, man, he had some good teams. But Stanford, you know, they were they were perennial contenders. They were really, really good for a lot of years with luck and whatnot. But yeah. they just definitely haven't been able to get it together these latter in the latter half of uh, David Shaw's career over there in Palo Alto. So yeah, I would say, hopefully was, they may, yeah, I would say, they may, go ahead. I was going to say, hopefully they can pull it together and try to make just as good of a hire as uh, the university of Southern California <laughs> did last season by acquiring Mr. Riley. I know. I, what were you going to say, brother? I think it was like maybe five or six years ago that when Stanford played Iowa in the, in the Rose bowl, I was hung over on, of course it's new year's, right? So it's, it's new year's Eve. You know, party and party and wake up and I, and I watch Stanford lose to Iowa in the Rose Bowl. And I think ever since then, they've been kind of just kind of mediocre. So it, it'd be good to see the, all those Pac-12 teams get get back to prominence and to a good, you know. I wonder, good. I wonder what that score was. Iowa. They get a, for, for as bad as they're, they, they just get so much love there in the Big Ten also. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love like how they just had no point. They couldn't score in the beginning of this season and just, uh, I think they had a total at one point that they, I think they had a 32. It was posted 32, if I'm not mistaken. A total in college football wow. at 32. That's unbelievable. I forgot <laughs> what game it was, but dude, it's just, uh, Iowa. They get a lot of love there too in the Big Ten mm-hmm. because, uh, Big Ten is kind of known for, you know, supposedly playing defense and smash mouth, unlike the Big 12, where it's just like oh air raid offense 24 mm-hmm. 7, 120 point combined totals and whatnot. But I mean, remember, I remember RG3 at Baylor? It was a freaking, <laughs> it was sports in our top 10 just in that game every week. It was right. crazy. Like, I mean, I like to see defense sometimes. Jesus. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's where the SEC comes in. They get a little bit of both. There's a, there's a good balance of offense and defense. So, it's been getting a lot more offensive lately. Mm-hmm. If you've been paying attention, though, as well, Definitely. those nine to six, six to nine to six, Bam LSU games. You know, you su- I don't know how much. Were you surprised that Lane uh, took the extension at Ole Miss? Were you surprised? No, I mean Ole Miss is a reputable school. You didn't think I he was going to go to Auburn? No, Hugh Freeze ended up at Auburn, yeah. coming over from Liberty. Liberty. Uh, he did Liberty, real good Liberty, with them. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Really, really, I mean, and who else do you think of Liberty when you think of Liberty? What, the high, the high school? No. The sponsor. The sponsor? Liberty. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is it? Byron, Mr. Bill Byron, the 24, that Liberty University oh. that sponsors Hendrick uh, Motorsports. Oh, that's what I that is? That's, is? Is Liberty that's University? That's the same. That's oh, Liberty shit. University, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, now it's come back to me. Just like, it's an all-white car with, like, red and dark blue, um, you know, mm-hmm. accent uh, colors. Okay, cool. I mean, Hugh Freeze was doing good there too, but he's been they didn't they haven't been doing too good in these last couple of games. I know because I've t- I've taken them in some parlays <laughs> and have gotten screwed. Smoked. So I think Hugh Freeze will do good um, okay. in Auburn. So hopefully those games between him and uh, Saban gonna be off the hook because uh, Auburn didn't fare well at all this year either. So yeah, no, no, absolutely not. Um, I, I I will say though as we as we um get away from the podcast uh, not the podcast but the uh, college football, <laughs> football and going to nfl uh usc kind of lucked out with like lsu losing as well like lsu losing also helped them mm-hmm. out too because they were ahead of them they were at number five so like with them losing again that pretty much just kicked them out and it was automatically just propelled them into the top four after ohio state lost as well so with those two games um that was definitely like 
we obviously we knew Michigan and Ohio State was going to be one winner, one loser. But then LSU also loses. That really, really helped out USC's chances. Yeah, Brian Kelly did a good job down there in Baton Rouge as well, getting uh, Jaden Daniels from Arizona State to transfer over there. And I honestly thought that he was going to kind of struggle with playing in the Pac-12. Now he's going to see some, you know, SEC defenses. And he obviously didn't really struggle too bad. So yeah. LSU, props to them. They did pretty good with the acquisition of Kelly and uh, the acquisition of a new quarterback there. So um, they're playing in their title game, too, here with uh, playing Georgia. Obviously, it doesn't really matter right. there. But if they were to beat Georgia, that'd be crazy. But let's see. Dude, that'd be pretty crazy, though. I mean, they probably wouldn't <laughs> get in because Ohio State only has the one loss. But that'd be pretty crazy to to think if, if Ohio State or Alabama wasn't really a player in the game, if they would have win the SEC championship and either TCU or you know USC would lose their conference championship, would they get booted? That's, that's something to think about. But And we might have seen Bryce Young play his last game last weekend. That's true. That's true. All right, end of the NFL. So week 13, I win fantasy again. Holla at you, boy. The farewell tour is going pretty well. I know no one gives a shit about someone else's fantasy team, but no one gives a damn about the farewell tour, man. I know. Hey, hey, hey. Eight, want, eight and four, want. but a couple games, two games behind my brother. He lost again. So hey, I don't want you to farewell it. That's why I know. They want you to keep going. I know. So three more weeks in the regular season and the two weeks worth of the playoffs. Um, but yeah, let let's get into it. So again, I one and three in the contest. Some 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 late heartbreakers, you know. Sometimes I'll take the the Raiders win and a loss in the contest, but I had Seattle. I think did you have Seattle too? In the contest, I did have Seattle. They messed me. The Raiders screwed me twice. I tried to go with your um with your recipe, <laughs> and that didn't work. Just betting right. against the Raiders. Uh, I, I mean, hey, they, they won. Got me twice. They won. I mean, it, it, at least it wasn't at least it wasn't one of those ones where they're they're underdogs, right? To where. They're like four point dogs, right? Raiders lose by three, so they cover the spread. So you so you lose your your bet, and they also lose the game. At least it wasn't that where you, it was a double whammy. It was just a one and one, like a one for one. And Josh Jacobs got me forty five points in fantasy. I know it's back to the farewell tour, but hey, forty five points, boom, holla at you, boy. I was one and zero oh after Thanksgiving. Had the Giants that late touchdown with like ten seconds left, got me the cover against the Cowboys. Feeling really good going into Sunday, and then fucking shit. When Tennessee couldn't come back and, and at least tie or beat Cincinnati, they lose by four. They lose – I think it was 20-16. to 16. That loss – that was – oh, it was only a point and a half. And then, of course, Tom Brady can't do shit against the Cleveland friggin' Browns. I mean, when Tom Brady can't do anything against the Browns, just go and retire. Go off into the sunset. Go to Florida. Go get old and then die, dude. It's like, ugh, I don't know oh why I keep God. picking those teams. Tampa Bay, ugh. Green Bay, they just disappoint and disappoint and disappoint. My mom goes four and zero again. My wife went like <laughs> she went like three and one. She got the half point cover with Philadelphia over Green Bay on Monday last night. I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't pick him right now. Well, I warned I warned you about Tampa Bay. They were they were coming off that that Munich that Germany trip, right? So yeah, it's uh, I mean that and so was Seattle. Look at what happened to them, right? And yeah, they so gave they like forty points. Lost. That's true. Yeah, both Shit. teams coming off the Germany trip, both with L's. You talk about the Browns. I mean, they're not a horrible team as they used to be. They're not as dog shit as we once remember they were. <laughs> but they are getting Deshaun Watson back now, man. If you remember, uh, he almost seems forgotten. Watch but, those hands. Uh, Watch those hands. Just don't ask. Don't don't yeah. don't ask for a massage or no, anything. No, no, his center needs to watch out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, he's in the shotgun the whole game. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, 
what do you think, dude, going forward, man? Uh, um, Miami Dolphins and Bills. Bills have been uh, faltering a little bit, in my opinion. Uh, they haven't been as strong as they started the season off. I mean, it's hard to play at that type of pace and that type of intensity the whole season. Right. They're both uh, eight and three. The Miami Dolphins and the Bills are. Uh, man, that division's looking pretty solid, right? Oh. Who would have thought that the Jets would have done what they've done as well? But it's looking pretty solid. Right. I mean, uh, Baltimore. The, oh, go ahead. The odds makers agree with you because the Bills are only a four-point favorite against the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's a division game and they're on the road. But I mean, so. But that's a Thursday night football game on the first. I will not be even touching that game because, like I always say, I don't like playing Thursday night games because they're just like, you know, so many different factor, so many different things to factor in with the short rest and, it, you know, like just a short rest. West, the short west, the short rest itself is, is is reason enough for me to say, nah, I'm I'm good, I'm not playing it because usually when you would, uh, you know, you're confident about a pick, then Thursday throws it off because these guys get three day three days less rest and then they play like dog shit and then they don't cover for you, so <laughs> they cover for Vegas though, right? So. <laughs> the Raiders play two days uh, after the Pac-12 championship at home against the Chargers. They're a two point dog at home. Uh, Chargers with a good win last week. They go in for two, just like screw it, you know. They have to have to go for it, so they went for two. I don't like that call, obviously. The, that guy, the analytics guy, he just I forgot his name, but it, all signs are pointing for him to just go, especially if they don't make the playoffs. He'll get fired. They'll bring in, they'll, they'll name SoFi after uh, Sean Payton and make him the new head coach of the <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Um, what a fall from grace. Huh? Right. Oh, the Chargers or the Rams. The Chargers, but no, the, oh, the, the Chargers, Rams yeah. too. Jesus, man. Yeah, fall from grace, man. Uh, I mean, he was the golden child, right? Sean McVay, and now it's just uh, can't do nothing, right. right? They're over a touchdown dog at home against Seattle this weekend. A division game, God. you're at home, and you're seven and a half point dog right now. Jesus. He's Then what's his name's not playing then, I think, right? He must not. Stafford? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I think we knew this, but it just kind of dawned on me that uh, Deshaun Watson's playing at his old team this weekend. It just so happened. Oh, hey. Houston, yeah, right? He's playing in Houston this weekend. God, you can't write this shit better if you wanted to. I know, to. right? <laughs> it's like the NFL like looked at the schedule. Like, wasn't he only supposed to be? Wasn't he only supposed to be? Um, I think it was like eleven not, games. It, it was supposed to be like six at first. Six right? at first, and they were like, "Oh, they, they, they pulled the, the they pulled the Ray Rice, and they were like, oh, uh, oh, never mind, that wasn't enough." <laughs> right. Oh, and he's playing Houston. Let's just give him eleven games. Right. Yeah. Goodell. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, and the Niners and Dolphins might be the matchup of the week. Dol- That's going to be fun. The, the Niners are at home at Levi's. Uh, I think it's two, second of three in a row at home. Uh, yes, sir. So they beat New Orleans. They play Miami, and then they got your boy Tom. You can go see him here at Levi's. Tom Brady. Go oh yeah, no, see, I don't want to yeah. waste any Saturdays, Sundays. <laughs> you want to go see the San Mateo product down there in Santa Clara? No, I'm good. And tell him that he can stay in Florida and die. Oh so. God. No, I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't say that's someone's face. No. <laughs> You're not that. Man. No, no, no. I, I don't really wish you go die, but like just go retire, just to go retire, just to get out of here, like leave, you know. Uh, the Commanders uh, visit New York, uh, New Jersey, sorry, and uh, play play the Giants. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Is, is someone hurt? The Commanders are two-and-a-half-point two favorite on the road at the Giants? Are, are, are the Giants finally now coming back down to earth? Man, Washington's they've been I mean, playing Washington's good. Washington's good. Dang, dude. They're good. I mean, Probably the co-game of the week besides the Dolphins-Niners. You have the Chiefs at the Bengals. 
Chiefs a two and a half point favorite, so that'd be a good matchup. Joe Burrow's playing a lot better. Uh, not not for my fantasy team, honestly, you know, but but you know, but still getting the win. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna be a good game as well. Beginning of the season, you would have, you might have said the Colts and the Cowboys would have been a good game on Sunday night. Not so much anymore. I think they should flex that game, Colts Cowboys. But then it didn't, but then again, it's Jerry. They probably had the feeling like three or four weeks ago, like, hey, we're gonna put the Dolphins and Niners on Sunday night. Is that okay? And he was like, hell no, motherfucker. <laughs> Here's a hundred million to shut your trap, buddy. You know. <laughs> so, anything else uh, to preview uh, this week, Mark? Uh let's see what. Um, uh, I mean, New York going into Minnesota. I think that might be like a sneaky, decent game. Um, I think uh, Minnesota. I think I like them in that game, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, New York's defense has like really been for real, man. The Jets, so. It's just uh, the Chargers going to the the Raiders, see see if the Raiders can get revenge for that opening game of the season that kind of started their downfall this right. season. I Beginning mean, of the end. I, yeah. I, yeah, it's like I feel like they needed that first win and they didn't get it and their season hasn't been the same since. So um, I don't know, man. Denver's going to probably go get another L in Baltimore. It's freaking crazy what's happening over there. I don't know how they haven't fired Hackett yet. Right. And just uh, who's going to be the fall guy in that whole debacle over there in Denver. But we'll see Jacksonville going into Detroit. Detroit puts up points. Jacksonville played good last week. Um, they did. I, you know, I kind of like Detroit in this game, though. But uh, I don't know, man. Just uh, getting down to it. Football is uh, kind of coming to an end, as you can see here in uh, college. Pretty much you just got the damn these games and then the bowl games and couple playoff games and that's all she wrote till next season right i mean and, uh, you know and i will say this before we end the whole sports and end the podcast i just said that i i've been hating to put you know my picks on the buccaneers and the and the packers and stuff but freaking a the packers are at chicago it's one of those teams where like i don't care who you are like aaron Rodgers owns them right earlier in the year at green bay it was like 27 to 10 uh you know green bay handles them is that going to happen this week is Fields playing? I don't think so. But it's only but but then but the, okay so if Fields isn't playing that scares me even more because it's only like a four point spread. Winner. Winner. <laughs> is Fields playing? Fields playing. <laughs> so, right. So let me. I mean, Fields is still a backup on my fantasy team. Let's see. Let, let's let's see. Fields questionable. So Fields has chance to return in week thirteen. So that's probably why it's at four right now. So right now. Get it low because if then if he he has a setback and doesn't play, then that number becomes a lot prettier than if it goes up to like five, six, even seven with no fields. So if you were thinking, so, so if you were thinking Green Bay, put the money in now. Go to the book now and put your money on him. Yeah, or open up your DraftKings app. That open up that DraftKings app that we can't get in California because nope. Prop Twenty Seven won't get past. StuFinder.com. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well that's pretty much it for the nfl uh enjoy all the games enjoy all the rest of the group stage of the world cup and also the couple first couple games of the round of 16 before we record again next either monday and or tuesday depending on <laughs> the health of my kids <laughs> no kidding um but crazy yeah. circumstances i know right <laughs> so um later tonight i'm gonna finish up packing up all of the giveaways taking it to the post office tomorrow before I start the work week, and we are good to go. Episode 168, it was a very fun one, Mark. Thank you for uh, spanning it over the course of two days. But for you listeners right now, you won't even know. 
because I'm going to edit it tonight, and you won't even know that it was two different days, two different you know videos to have to uh, edit. But thank you, sir. Uh, send us away for 168. Yes, 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 168. It was great, even though it was spread between two days. But I think it was kind of cool. Got a different ambiance. Got to record earlier in the day with some natural sunlight coming into my room. So, uh, yeah, exactly. I see you right there opening up the blinds, but I like the natural sunlight making me feel alive after I hit the gym this morning and got in some USA 1-0 win over Iran and advanced the round of 16. So, uh, yeah, it was good, man. I'm glad that I had the time to hop on and get this in before my week got busier here. But uh, thank you, fans. Thank you, TCB, everywhere, fans everywhere all over the globe. Uh, Hopefully your team is advancing in your country to the round of 16. If they're not, there's always 2026 which is a long time away and it sucks, but uh, uh, there's more to life than soccer. And um, we hope that everybody is enjoying their holidays. Uh, December's about to be here, like right around the corner, literally. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. If you guys want to contact us at the comic bookies um, on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, the comic bookies at gmail.com. If you need to send us an email for any reason if you want to collab with us if you want to promote with us if you want to advertise with us anything shoot us a a message shoot us an email uh i would say shoot us a text but we don't know you guys that good but uh once again thank you thank you uh man take us away also mike thank you brother yes sir yes sir so i will say that please i mean one thing i will say is that especially my street there's like one other house that does lights and I just put up the lights. We have the blow up Rudolph and the and the Santa Claus. Like we like we do our part, right, to get into the festive uh, mood. So if you celebrate Christmas and you're wherever you are in America, or around the world, or whatever, please DM us uh, on Instagram or wherever some pictures of your lights and stuff. I really want to see it because I don't see shit from outside my window, <laughs> but my own house. So uh, with that being said. Go visit Treasure Island Comics if you're in the Fremont area or go visit your local comic book store tomorrow and for the rest of the week and go support your local business and get those comic books. But for Sean, who's in Disneyland right now as we speak, he'll be back next week. For Mark, this is Mike, and this has been episode 168 of the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for watching, listening, and supporting any way you can. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out. Peace. And always enjoy each other. Keep on enjoying the World Cup because it comes out. It's over at a blink of an eye. Let's go, baby. TCB, we thank you, 168. Signing off.